Happy belated holidays, Doug. Yeah, Feliz Año Nuevo to you. Wow, that was great. I mean, what's Feliz Navidad is Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, yeah. What'd you just say to me? Can Uh, you tell I'm well-versed in language? Happy New Year. Hey, thanks. 2024, the year of the what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. No one knows. Uh, (laughs) But it's 2024. No, actually. I can tell you that. It's 2024, and it's snowing. It finally started snowing here in Park City. Yeah, and it is snowing. We need it. So can't complain. I just like not that ready for it in a lot of ways. It's the middle of January, Doug. I know. I was hoping maybe we'd make it. (laughs) (laughs) Hoping we'd make it all the way to April with no snow. Yeah. You know, like uh, you ever see those those weird competitions in different countries where it's like some dude tried to run across a grease pole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, or like, like slide down the hill. Yeah, in like a that's diaper me. with yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we're gonna make it. <laughs> we're almost Come there. Come on, three more months. And then months. his feet go sideways, Maybe and four. his forehead smashes <laughs> off a giant grease log. Which, speaking of, uh, that happened to me today. That literally happened to me today. Um, my son wanted to go skiing this morning, so I took him out, and you know, it's like it snowed a little bit. Makes me feel old, Doug. I just want to go like shred some. I would hesitate to call it pow, but I just want to ski in some good snow, you know? And yeah. what do you think my son wants to do? God oh, bless man. my he love Oh, man, he wants him. to rip rails. Let's go. That sounds horrible. So he hadn't been to Three Kings, which is at Park City, so we went down there and cruised around. That's the terrain park. That's the terrain park, buddy. And if you and don't know, like, the terrain park means like death. slide on rails and little boxes big jumps. and big jumps. And huge jumps, too. Like, they yeah. do have massive jumps, right? And so we skipped the jumps because he was all about the rails and stuff like that. And, like, visibility wasn't outstanding. And I was like, you know what? I used to be able to do some of this. Like, I used to be able to go on a box sideways, you yeah. know? And we built this little rail at the house. And, like, I hit that. Bro, I tried to hit. It's like a tube, a Different. big tube in the ground. Different game. I fell flat on my back. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Ba-bow! And then I was like, I can figure this out. Tried it again. Fell again. Tried it again. Fell again. I don't like that. Well, yeah. I mean, Makes me feel old, too. It's greasy. It is. I was Your like, ski edges don't do a lot on those. Slippery. <laughs> Forget that. No way. But hey, uh, you know, 44-year-old dad, no one knows I got helmet and goggles on. Like, you don't yeah, know I'm a bald, middle-aged man. I could. <laughs> I just got to wear four times the size pants. Um, We did get a, an old review. It's been a while. Sorry, guys. It's been a while. Consistency for Doug and I with the podcast is a little up in the air. Yeah, life has been coming in hot. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is from Barry. Barry Woods. Barry. He said, I once again enjoy get to enjoy Chris and Doug's banter at the gym and on my way to work. If you guys see me in the gym and I'm smirking, it's probably because you... Because seeing you reminds me of laughing out loud in my car from some ridiculous pet peeve or hilarious take on personalized license plates, which that's all I see now. <laughs> Glad you're back with the perfect blend of smart fitness content and clever sarcasm. Life gets too serious and you guys help us put it in perspective. Thanks, Barry. Thanks for making it. Thanks, Barry. I like Barry. Uh, and then we got another one. It's funny. It says it's from 138 weeks ago, but <laughs> I feel like that's not. Get well, it together, I feel like Apple. that's not. Yeah. But uh, I can't even click. Look, like, I can't even see the whole thing. But uh, basically, it was saying, good to see us back. Can tell our views have changed a little bit since back in the icon days and to uh, post more of them. Oh. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) But I did think today would be kind of cool to talk about. um, And I think we talked about this a long time ago, but it'd be cool to revisit it. What your thoughts are on 
like movement assessments before training, mm. but let's categorize. Okay. Yeah. Because I think you and I are both in the same camp where if someone was listening to this and they're sitting on their couch and they're wondering if they should work out, yes, get up, go to the rec center, find a gym, lift some weights, jog around the block, just start going. Like yeah. you don't need a movement assessment to just get going. Right. Yeah. So let's not, it's not that person. Sure. Let's go from the context that like you are a trainer at a gym like this, or mm -hmm. you own a gym like this. Mm -hmm. Someone comes in the door, mm -hmm. you want to give them the best possible experience. Do you think some form of movement or conditioning mm -hmm. assessment is beneficial, necessary? What do you Boy, think? A few angles there. Yeah. Uh, and I want to make sure I remember to talk about both of them, but one is the, maybe like the client impression. Okay. So client, right. Cause you were day. talking to some new guy over at the desk the other day and I was like getting a drink of water or something. And he's like, so what are you going to put me through some sort of assessment or something? I think mm -hmm. he said that, right. Maybe. And I think that clients think that it's important. Like, of course they must, mm -hmm. you know? And so there's that perspective of it that I think, but there's probably some value in it when it comes to like helping people that you don't know, know that you know what you're talking about. No. So like a credibility side of yeah, things, like there's maybe? some credibility to mm -hmm. that. Like I think that most folks, even if they didn't know anything about exercise would probably like, like, Oh, I'm going to this new gym. Like, yeah. Yeah. How'd that go? So how do they introduce you to that? Do they do some kind of assessment or something? Mm. Like they're expecting that, hmm. you know, really? I think so. I think if I went to a gym, people would be like, oh, like you must do some sort of assessment. Like it's a science, huh. right? Like you got to figure out how like to that. assess me and all those things. So I think there's like a client aspect of that. Um, maybe there's some value in that. I don't think that they're not valuable. And I think that a lot of times, oh, man, I don't know. I think they might be overrated. Mm, why? Because. Let's uh, maybe like if we. Uh, no. Okay. Why? Yeah. Well, if they take, if they take a significant amount of time and like yeah. significant, significant amount of time being more than, I don't know, an hour. Yeah. I would even argue like more than a half hour. Yeah, More than half hour. I was yeah. being generous there because I didn't want to like yeah. step on too many toes, but like. I think like half an hour and if it comes at a, a cost to them mm -hmm. and if like that is in the place of people starting to like actually do the thing. Gotcha. So like, you know, like, Oh, we got to meet for three hours and all we're doing is assessing. Right. Yeah. You know? And that's where, that's where I think that, you know, guys like you and I could potentially have some pushback on that topic because we've seen some of those things in the fitness industry where, I mean, I've seen some assessments that if you were to really put people through it, yeah. you know, from a movement standard to finding out about percentages and one rep maxes and what they should be lifting in relation to and correlation of. Yeah. If you were to really get an accurate assessment of what that is and yeah. having them rest between lifts and things like that, you would be weeks. Yeah. A long time. And that to me is a huge barrier to entry. And I also think for 
the general population, the market that's probably walking through the doors of your gym, our gym, it's probably a bit overkill. I think right? so too. You know, like to use an analogy, a general person comes in and they fill out the waiver, right? And you talk to them like I think everybody should, and maybe this is assessment too, but you should talk to them yeah. about like, hey, injuries, pre-existing conditions. Sure. Like, let me see you like, like hop on this bike while we chat for a minute and like assessing their general level of conditioning experience, yeah. et cetera. Like you should be doing that. But like if, if that person comes in and they say, I want, you know, a nutrition assessment, mm -hmm. like I think that I could generally give advice like, Hey, you probably eat too much mm -hmm. and you probably don't get enough of a, B or C and you probably yeah. get too much of C, D or E and like, I think you could give a general assessment to uh, nutrition for folks in the airport. Yeah. And you would be 95% correct. Yeah. But if you're like uh, an athlete that is trying to make it to the Olympics, different. sure. Take the two weeks to do the assessment. <laughs> totally dig different. in with the blood panel. Like do the thing. Totally different. Yeah. And so we do an assessment here. And that's something I'll, I'll share with you kind of like how we've evolved. I used to be the guy that would be like, okay, okay you want an assessment? Yeah. Here's a PVC shielding over at squat. Yeah. It was kind of this like Tommy Tough Nuts thing a little bit where yeah. it was like, well, you know, I can do one really well. So if you can't, you clearly are lacking in flexibility or strength. And yeah. it was easy to kind of throw that out there and say it as this nice cliche type thing. But that's clearly not enough and it's not going to make people feel good or comfortable. So we do a flexibility assessment and a mobility assessment, flexibility being their passive range of motion. And we test their hamstrings, their low back, their hips, their shoulders. Sometimes I'll do wrists and ankles, but most of the time I skip over it. Um, and so we look at those and give those people some insight into what they have going on, if anything, mm -hmm. or it might be like, Hey Doug, you're like, you're real flexible, man. That's great. Like yeah. most of the movements we do in here shouldn't be a problem for you at yeah. all. Or maybe it's like, Hey Doug, notice how your hamstrings are really tight and your back hurt when you were there. We need to be careful when we're hinging, right? So that would be movements like deadlifting, kettlebell swings. So we're going to step into that slowly and cautiously and do that with some, some wisdom. Yeah. Um, but honestly, that flexibility assessment, I bet you takes, if we cruise through it efficiently, three to four minutes. Yeah. Gosh, it just takes so little time. right? And then from there, we can do a strength balance assessment if we want. And this is helpful if you guys have athletes that are, uh, I would say, already complaining about uh, an injury or if they have something going on uh, like back pain or my knee hurts or my shoulder hurts. And this would be just like balance between left and right. Uh, we're talking like simple stuff, single leg step ups, single arm pressing, do they have strict pull-ups? Hmm. Really simple things. Um, you can go down the rabbit hole with what's your back squat? What's your deadlift? What's your single arm farmer's carry? What's your, you know, like you can really go way down this. But that's another tool that we'll use here, one appropriate. And then the last one, and this all happens within one session. Mm -hmm. The last one is a 10-minute bike test. True. And that's for a conditioning test to say, hey, your job, Doug, is to get as many calories as you can in 10 minutes, give you a little bit of insight on what that might be like. Hey, if you feel better with sustained effort, you can do that. Intervals, you can do that. And that, I'm telling you what, 
shows you a lot about what people have previous experience with and where their conditioning is. Yeah. And it's simple. All that stuff can be done in under an hour easily. And it can shed a lot of light and give you guys a lot of direction on how to move forward. So from my point, that was a mouthful to say, I think assessments are, if you guys run a gym and you want to run a gym that has people there for decades and you make people feel comfortable and you've got a variety of people coming in, I think assessments are an extremely good idea to do. Having said that, I would not feel the pressure just because somebody else is doing it a way to feel like it has to be that way. Yeah. And and that would be, that would be, I think would maybe more my style is like, and I think of this more as like a one-on-one clientele kind of thing. Like assessment in general, what you're about Uh, to say. Like just as I think about, do I assess people or how I would assess new people? Mm -hmm. It would be for me more in like a one-on-one client situation less like I'm going to meet with this person one or four or five times or six times or whatever. And then they're in class. Yeah. And we still do that for class. Yeah. We still do that to have, even when people come into class. But I think, um, as long as you're not just doing it just to do it because you think that you should do it, if you're going to do that and then do the same thing that you would do otherwise with everybody else, doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah. You know, if you're going to adjust things or you have an opinion about, like, well, hey, the, uh, they've got X, so that means Y. Mm-hmm. And you're like experimenting with that and trying to have an opinion about that, then I'm cool with it. But let's not just do it and then do what you were going to do anyways. Yeah. I don't understand why you're wasting time. I think the other piece <clears throat> to it that can be helpful is just giving them insight. So I've found that as clients come in, because they've got options here, right? They can just come into group class after mm-hmm. some one-on-one right work, right? but we steer them toward one of the workout variations we think would be helpful for them. Mm -hmm. They could do um, that elevated membership where they have customized programming and they don't even have to think about it. We just do it for them or they could do one-on-one programming. Um, But if people are in that boat and they choose to go class only, Mm -hmm. what's really helpful is after those one-on-ones, we can say during those one-on-ones, Hey Doug, remember how during that test, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You experienced blah. That's why we're going to modify this movement from this to this. Sure. As you get into class, we want you to continue to do that. I th- yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I think that's a good vibe. I think maybe my style might be, might be more like, you know, if I watch someone squat once and it looks pretty darn good. Yeah. Like, okay, check. Looks pretty good. Like I asked them to hang from a pull-up bar for a moment and like, they can't get their arms over their head or mm-hmm. something's weird. I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe we better dig into that and see like, let yeah. me have you do this. And then this, yep. Let me see this. Or if they're squat, their torso is really far kicked forward and their shins are really vertical. Like, Oh, are their ankles really tight? Yeah. Maybe we better check this or this or this. Yep. Or so maybe I might use like <clears throat> a normal, a more of a normal session and then pick into those things as they popped up. Like, Hey, we're, I'm teaching them to squat and their squat is devastating. Yeah. Like, where is that coming from? Or like dig in a little bit more about, do you have this or this, or have you ever had previous injuries of this? And that like, Hey, put your toe next to this. And I want you to push your knee forward, keeping your heel down, like yeah. start digging in a little more there. What I, I think bugs me a little bit about the assessment thing is that I think a lot of people do it just because people say they should. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And then... And then they kind of don't know why they're doing it. You kind of yeah. don't know why. And not that uh, I don't 
claim to be an expert in the assessment thing. Sure. But, and then the other thing is, you know, it it seems at least a little, you got to be really on your game. If you're going to do an assessment, because I can do those tests and you can do those tests and I can come up with numbers and scores for all those things. Yeah. But then what? Yeah, like you how know, does like what's the practical application? What's the practical of that? application? And is it like is it a problem that they can do ten step ups with uh, fifty five pounds on their left leg and eight on their right? Yeah, and that's like no, and we'll tell people right. That. And like, is it a problem that they can do eleven and six? And like, where it's all just yeah. seems like there's a lot of art to that, and sometimes it feels like a little bit of voodoo to me where people are yeah. like, Oh yeah, like clearly that's a problem. And that's why your right side is this and this and this. And I'm like, Oh, wait a second. Yeah. You more know, complex like, than maybe just that. Do you really know that? Or did someone tell you that? Yeah. Or have you been doing these assessments long enough to know that, Hey, I've done a million of these things and on 900,000 of them, when people have that thing, then this, this is a problem they have. Yeah, and I would say that I I see where you're coming from, and I can see that side of it. But just like anything, if there's value to it, you got to start doing it to learn it, and yeah, you, you got to start repping it out to get to the nine thousand people and be like, okay, what what can I learn from this, and how can I evolve it? How can I make it better? Um, I've seen, like I said, assessments that take weeks. I've seen assessments that take minutes, yeah. and it's kind of like anything else distilling it down to what makes sense to you, what you think is valuable to gather is information and what you think you can practically apply. In my opinion, in, in the environment that we're talking about here, not the Olympic athlete that you can apply pretty much immediately. Yeah. Like, okay, we're knowing this, we're going to do things this way. Yeah. Like, um, you know, we did this much more casually back in the day, but I remember we'd have people go through those intro sessions. We didn't really do any formal like no. assessments or things. We'd teach them the air squat and like you would learn a lot from that. Right. You yeah. teach them all the moves. And then I think that we could get pretty darn close with like, hey, this dude can't get set up in a deadlift without his back being round. Like the yeah. bar's got to be above his knees. Like he just can't do it. Or he's got a shoulder injury or his ankles are really tight. Yep. Or his hips are really tight or he had some surgery and his left side is way smaller than his right side and his arm or whatever. Yep. So I think we got there a little more informally, but what I like, definitely there was no like, no, they, they, like what's their score on this? No. And we still don't do that. We still don't do a score. You know, we don't say that it's more. And here's where I really enjoy it is it gives people a better understanding of why we're telling them to do certain things. Sure. So it allows them to connect the dots and be like, Oh yeah, because of this, that's why Chris is telling me to do it this way. Sure. And that's that I would say for the general population is what I've found the most valuable thing now, if you start getting in the one-on-one thing, that's a different story, right? You can help people with imbalances and mm-hmm. improving performance by, you know, whatever, single leg strength to improve squatting or mm-hmm. trunk stability to improve power out, like blah, 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 yeah, right? Like sure. you could go down the rabbit hole. But for the people that come in the gym, it gives them, I think it builds credibility with them so that they understand that you're looking out for them. You're not just another facility that's going to say, hey, one size fits all. Yeah. 
you're a square peg and we're going to try to jam you into a round hole. So good luck, bud. Um, and then it gives you the chance to show how you would practically apply that, at least with the way that we program Mm -hmm. on a day to day basis. Sure. And so I've really enjoyed that personal touch point. Now the hard part, and this is admittedly the challenge of running a facility the way that we do is we don't require people to do, you know, a month or two of training with a trainer, modifying the workouts for them. Yeah, they're just in. So at some point, there's sort of this, okay, you're good, right? And then it's like they look at you, I'm good. And yes, the coach is there in a class. Sure. And yes, they're going to help. But at some point, Yeah. yeah, people have to be able to go back to those things they learned and be like, oh, this doesn't feel good. So I'm going to do this. Or you know what? This is really going to be great. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking like from a, like a, on a one-on-one client, like maybe I'm, I might in my style do that whole assessment process a bit more informally, Mm -hmm. but then like that athlete would just never do certain things. Oh, a hundred percent. Right. Like all we do is, is, is one arm stuff. You know, yeah. like if they're going to put things over their head is with a dumbbell mm-hmm. or they landmine press or totally. whatever, like they just never, ever shoulder press because they've got this, like yeah. I had a client who had this frozen shoulder thing when he was way younger and then broke his collarbone. And it was like a really big problem. And he could barely get his hand to like his arm to like 45 degrees. I remember this guy. Yeah. And like. Like, like bro, we're going to bench press and landmine push. Yeah. We're, like, we're just never, you're never hanging from a bar because yep. he can't do it. Yeah. So he's always doing ring row. Yep. Dumbbell row, curl Dumbbell row rows. rows, like trying to get Single him as close rows. to that as he could. But, yeah. And that client, if they had never been in a class environment, would just never know any different. Right. Right. They would never know like, oh, wait, everybody else does shoulder presses with a barbell? It's funny you say that. I wonder <laughs> if that's partly like your personality, you know, in that um, – or maybe it's the client's personality too, right, is that – we have the chance to share with them why we're making those decisions yeah. or not. Yeah. Because some people genuinely might not care at all. Yeah. Where other people I know are like, tell me more. Tell yeah, me they why. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah. I, like Lee, he was great. He was, he did the strength specific class and he was like, hey man, it was cool. He was like, hey, he's like, Do you, is this like voodoo? You know, did it, did you just like trick us into our weights going up or does this actually work? I was like, well, no, it actually works. Like, yeah, we can talk about like it. clearly you're, you know, you set a personal best because, but it was cool. Cause he was like, no, tell me why, yeah. you know, he's like an engineer on oil rigs. So he wants, he's wired like that Yeah. where other people are like, just tell me what to do. I don't need to know why yeah, I don't care. I want to work out. I want to feel good. And so for you guys as, as trainers, Athletes, gym owners, I mean, that's a part of that process. But regardless, if you are a gym owner or you're a personal trainer, I do think it's very important to not assign people a generalized template you think is going to work. And I think it's very important for you to have it be a personal touch point for them to know that you are looking at like, I am paying attention to Doug and not assuming that you are just like everybody else. Yeah. And I think I'm coming across as like anti-assessment. How, maybe you I'm, are. Maybe Doug I'm, said he hates assessments maybe and everybody just, that did I'm it. just different style assessment. But I think I would agree. You got to have that like, 
So you're standing in front of a class or with your client and at some point you have to be able to ask yourself, like, is it okay for this person to do this? Is it their best interest for them to be doing whatever the thing is? Yeah. And you have to make a call about that. So not being a robot, you would have had to had some sort of assessment, right? Like Like I remember when we were shoulder pressing and Bill mentioned to me that this and this and this, like maybe it's not a good idea for me to do this. Funny, like, yeah. That is an assessment, right? Yeah, Maybe not yeah. like a, you can't put a score on no, based it. Based on the percentage of your push versus yeah. pull and right and I'm just, a, I'm just diverse to that. Like, yeah. I think like. Well, I think like, you see a lot of stuff out there that can be, um, I think, a little overboard and it ends up paralyzing people. Yeah. Right? It's like like it, they, they are like, oh gosh, well, because I don't know that I shouldn't. Right. And it's move like. forward. In the. And they don't move forward. They don't ever really get better. And like, I think we get lost in the forest, you know? It's, you could. Right? And that's like, where like you guys have to. nutrition, right? Like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, let's make sure that you get oh, uh, boy. enough of this micronutrient that I think is really important. It's like, listen, the person is like eating this and drinking this in the day. Yeah. And that's where. You, no matter what you, where you are, what you do, an athlete, coach, owner, you have to be able to think for yourself, right? Yeah. You have to be able to take the information that you're learning and one, learn, right? Things outside the scope of your ability. And two, start to process through, does that make sense for you? Not everything out there is going to apply toward your population, your community, your yeah, demographic, the way that you coach, yeah, it your might preference. Not, they might not be your clients. Yeah. And right? so don't don't feel like that has to be that way. But almost everything that I've done, I can learn something from it. For sure. Even if I'm walking away from a seminar or something, I'm like, okay, I got three things from that over two days. Yeah. I still got two or three things from that. You know, like if someone walked in here and they were like, hey, uh, just poking around, like uh, I've got a rotator cuff injury and I'm really looking to rehab that. Yeah, I'd right. be like, hey, you know what? There's this great place down the street. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, not only am I not that interested in that personally, Yeah. but like, there's probably a better fit. Now, if that person was like, hey, I want to try to get really fit and I have a rotator cuff injury, let's, I'm like, let's talk. Let's yeah, go. Come on in. Yeah. Right? Like, I will help you out. Totally. And I might even recommend to them, like, hey, this is the limitation of my knowledge. Like, 100%. I'm going to help keep you safe. And we're going to do everything I can do within the limitations of your injury. And if you thought about like trying to go get some extra help for that. And I mean, how awesome is this to have more credibility? Here's someone I suggest you go see. Yeah. You've got a relationship with people that you trust. They know what you do. You know what they do. And I even like to learn from them. So I'll have people that have uh, that go regularly to meet a physical therapist for a specific injury. Yep. I'm like, what did you do? Totally. Like, what are you doing in there? Yep. Like, what's the, what are the, proto- what's the protocol? And like, and even asking, oh boy, like, that's hey, interesting. Like, I wonder why they do that. Like, yeah. Or saying to them like, Hey, my plan is to do this. Do you think that's going to be okay? Can they tolerate that at this point in their recovery? Yeah. I mean, that stuff is invaluable, right? Yeah. It's man, please don't feel like you have to have all the answers. And in fact, it will build your credibility if you admit when you don't have them and that much more if you have a resource that's really good at it. Yeah. And uh, again, I don't think I'm anti-assessment. I just think like, like I'm like a general fitness kind of guy. Yeah. 
you know, and I want people to live longer, better, and to be generally healthy. And when we get bogged down in like weeks and weeks of assessment or like you have to, your everything's getting modified so much that people aren't really even doing anything. Yeah. I'm like, this is not, it's not better for them. Yeah. You know, it makes me feel like a nerd and maybe people think that I'm really smart. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, like let's run and jump and bike and push and pull and do all those things that we can do as well as we can do with what limitations we got, because it's going to keep you alive. No amount of like, of like, you know, fixing calf imbalances, I think is going to, that's like sprinkles on the cupcake. Yeah. I do think like, let's just keep people alive longer. Yeah. I do think there are things though, that people definitely need to be aware of before jumping into more demanding or intense stuff. You know, like there's just some prerequisite things that I believe you should be able to do before you start slinging barbells, doing Olympic lifts. I agree. And when I say like run and jump and push and pull, it's like, you know, my mother. Yeah. Yeah. Like just moving. Get down on the floor, get up. Be able to jog down the street. Yeah. Like like push yourself away from the wall and like sit on the bike and catch yourself if you're falling. Work hard for five minutes and things like that. Yeah. For sure. I just worry that sometimes people who really, really love assessment just want to assess all the time. Or it's like, we just want to do nerd things to assess. And then once we figure out these nerd things that we want to address those nerd things at, like, I don't care if somebody can do 10 step ups on their right and 10 step ups on their left. And they sit on that bike for 30 seconds and their head's going to pop off. Mm-hmm. Right. Like of oh, it, they, they just can't do it. Like, but their step ups are even. Yeah. Right? And they can't do a push up. Right. But there's step ups, Reeve. We've been working on that for eight months. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, like, at the expense of other things. Yeah. 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 No, I get that. You know, and like, sometimes, too, it might be client goal. And sure. that's like an interesting thing, too. But that would be in more of a one on one environment. Yeah. I think that so. wouldn't be like, you know, yeah. somebody in your class. But you might have someone come with you and be like, hey, I really just care about getting strong. Yeah. I Like, Doug, I don't care what my conditioning is at all. Yeah. And, I don't care if sure. that has effect. Then, like then I, I'm into it. Yeah. And I'll, so I'll give you what you want. So it can be that right in a one-on-one environment, yeah. but I'm also with you and that like, if you guys are going to have an assessment, it should give the people that you're putting them through. It shouldn't be about you sounding smart. It should be about them having a better experience in your facility. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm picking on like the imbalance side to side thing just because it's an easy example for me. Sure. But if like if you spend 12 weeks to pick that apart and like cure that and the person came in there for general fitness, I think you've done them a disservice. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. can you not do that? Can you do both? Like, can you not get them what they yep. need? Like, Hey, I noticed in the assessment, that like one side is way stronger than the other side. I think it means this X, Y, or Z, and maybe contributes to, you know, A, B, and C problem. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep going. And every chance I get, I'm going to try to help you doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So I like think... today we're going to do these unilateral moves instead of a yep. uh, bilateral moves. Totally. But and like, I mean the fact, and I think that's just another style of doing it, but here's the cool thing is like, you know that and you can help solve that problem. Sure. Instead of it just being like, hey, Doug, 
do an overhead squat with the PVC. Yeah. Oh, good. See you in class. Yeah. Or like, hey, come on in. We're like, let's yeah, light your face on fire. Yes. And like, so there's a difference there. Yeah. For, right. I think for sure. Yeah. And maybe it's just a style thing because I think I am assessing a lot. Yep. And I just don't. It's. I think you just do it in a different way, yeah. right? I think your the way you express it is different. And if I'm honest, part of it too is that I. All of that feels like, like pretty foreign to me. Yeah. You know, like, like I don't know enough about. About the results of those tests and what those things generally mean. You know, and to me, it feels a little bit like murky out there. Like, oh, like this and this mean this and this. Like, well, I don't know. Like, I just haven't seen that or I haven't done it enough to know that that is a problem or isn't a problem. Yep. You know, like someone's telling me that if they can do 10 on their left and six on their right, that it's a problem. But is it? Is it? I don't know. And that's like, where I think, again, you have to think for yourself, right? What's that person there for? Yeah. Do they have a pre-existing injury? Yeah. Are they complaining of any kind of pain? Yes. Um, like, that's, well, that's a big one, right? Yeah. Like, like I've had this injury forever or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And if, if someone says to me, if they have 10 on their right and six on their left and they're like, uh, no pre-existing injuries, I feel fine. Yep. My back and hips feel great. I just want to get generally fit. I'm like, let's roll. Yeah, let's party. I'm not right. going to be like, hey, we need to fix we'll this right down. now. Now, yeah. I will say though that if – Later on in that class environment, I see them moving weird. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's really good for me to know. Or At if later on, yeah. they're like, hey, Chris, I'm feeling like this is not as yeah. strong. Or now this that I'm is moving more, like, bothering I do me. have this pain. Yeah. Then I'm like, well, I think I know why, yeah. you know? And so if that were to crop up, and I'm not saying that it would, yeah. because some, sometimes it just won't, right? Yeah. But if it did, you could be like, oh, cool. I think this is maybe let's go through this quick assessment again. And if it takes three minutes, easy. like easy, you could do that before, after class, easy. And yeah, then you could say, Hey, I think them. that there, this might be part of the reason why. Yeah. How about you do this? Yeah. So again, depends on the client. I'm into that. Right. I, I think that's, I but, think that everyone should be doing that. Yeah. But either way, like we said before, you can't assign everybody the generalized templated programming and expect it to work perfectly. You have to give them a personal touch point, right? However you want to make that happen through the expression of the assessment or their understanding of it. I do think them understanding that you are doing that goes a long way. Yeah. Now how you do that. So different. So many ways to do that. Yeah. Um, And, And maybe that not at those things coming at the expense of helping them get better. And when I say totally. better, like helping them improve their general fitness. Yeah. If that's what they Lose some weight, for. increase your yeah. cardiovascular nerves, gain some strength. You know, like all those yeah. things over doing calf raises. Because like the I'll use my mother as an example because she's an older lady, right? And I would, be, I would be upset if my mother was paying. She goes to a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. And she meets this woman twice a week. And I think I would be upset if my mom called me and for – you know, weeks and weeks and weeks on end, she was like, well, yeah, we worked on my like muscle imbalance today, but I did nothing else. (laughs) But like, like mom, you know, you're in your seventies. 
Like you've like, just started you exercising. Up? Like I want, like, yeah, we got to be like, did you pick something up and like carry yeah, it we, down like, the carry gym? It around, or like, like, did you sit down and yeah. stand up or like, yeah. did your heart rate get up today? Totally. Or did you work on your balance today yeah. or any of those things? Yeah. Yeah. And I want that person to be like, Hey, while we were doing this, I noticed that. Yes. And maybe we could do some of this instead of those moves. Yep. I want to maybe focus a little more on these things right now, but we're going to keep pushing ahead. Totally. That's what I want. I, and I think that's, I think that's the right way to go about it. Right. And so I don't, depend, I don't want, yeah. I don't want, it just someone, depends on what the client's there for. Yeah. And I don't want someone to just like have my mom come in and be like, yeah, Hey, cool. Uh, sign this waiver. Let's party. Correct. Right? Yeah. Like that ain't going to work either. Right. I don't want that. Yep. And I don't want her to go to a place where they're like, well, you know, I did external rotations, uh, with the rubber band for, yeah, for 45 fifth, minutes, 45 minutes yeah. today. Yeah, like, for sure. Waste of time. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. And there have been like things that I've gone through seasons of things where I've tried to kind of figure that out. What does that look like with clients of mine and trying to work on those things while improving strength or, and yeah. it's been really dependent upon the individual and what they want and what yeah. they expect out of the one-on-one session. Yeah. Um, and and there have been, there have been people that I've helped like legitimately that's all they've wanted is hey like my neck is really messed up help me get out of neck pain yeah so i'm not that's what they want yeah so i'm not having them on the bike you know and i'm not doing yeah they're not metcons that's just not what they're there for yeah now if like you said if they were there for to get fit yeah and work out the imbalances it would look different it would look different yeah so um do you have any new sponsors? Do you have any, any pet peeves? Any, any sponsors, sponsors or pet peeves? Uh, new sponsors. I, I kind of got one. Oh, man. There's something I really wanted the other day. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> what was man, it? I was like, man, I really it? want one of those things. Yeah. But I can't think of it right now. I kind of want a Suron. Have you seen those? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know where I'd ride it here. Yeah. I'd get myself in a lot of trouble. For those of you guys They're that like, don't know, yeah. it's like in between an electric dirt bike and a downhill mountain bike. Yeah. It's basically like an electric downhill mountain bike. but Except like the tires are smaller. Yeah. Right? It's got smaller wheels. It's got like dirt bike sized wheels. Yeah. But it is definitely not, doesn't look like a, like a full size dirt bike. No. With a motor. But they're like pretty an, zippy. With an electric no. battery thing going no. on there. It looks You'd like be a like, bicycle. Yeah, kind of like a hybrid Like People thing. ride them on the sidewalk and they're like, oh, what? It's just a bike. And I'm like, yeah, like, bro, yeah, the thing's going thing 50 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if Saron, you want to send me one, I'd be happy to test it out and see how it goes for you. And if I do get thrown in jail for riding it on a trail, you can bail me out. I think those out. are cool. That would be they're fun to cool. just like blast around. I'd on. just get in trouble because I'd want to take it everywhere I wasn't allowed to take it. You know, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like Can you imagine ride like ride a sidewalk. flying dog? <laughs> Take it up there. Well, I guess it doesn't do that. People would be upset. <laughs> really upset. Really. We could make a lot of people really upset really fast around here on one of those <laughs> yes you could that's yeah good. that's true so i'll take a Saron. you know I'd, I'd really enjoy that that'd be great um i'm trying to think if i've had any pet peeves i've had a, a handful of things you know it's just because that's like normal life right it's like just kind of the way that things roll sometimes so trying to be better about that but uh nothing yeah, you big know i'm gonna stay away from the pet peeves. yeah today. let's do I that i don't have one my pet peeve is people that make up pet peeves when they don't have pet peeves. <laughs> how about that <laughs> jerks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um well hey guys great uh 
to be able to hop on again for another podcast. If you want to leave us a review, if you have questions, if you're a member at Park City Fit and you're listening to this and you have questions and you want Doug and I to elaborate on some stuff, by all means, let us know. If you guys follow us online, same goes. Uh, We're happy to help you out. And yeah, we'll chat with you hopefully next week.